Immerse yourself in rich biblical history and Christian heritage with Vision Tours. Exploring Australia, the Holy Lands and other global destinations. Forge bonds of lasting friendship as you fellowship with like-minded believers and discover a new richness in your faith in Christ and a broader understanding of the world's Christian heritage. Enjoy the fellowship of a lifetime with Vision Tours. Explore upcoming tour packages at vision.org.au slash tours. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. In Monday Australia, we are witnessing anti-Semitism on levels that we have never seen before. There seems to be a rising hatred of a people group who've done nothing but be born into that particular culture or faith. But thankfully, there are some in Australia who are trying to push back against this feeling or this hatred and trying to bring fairness and equity and justice to our society. One of those people is Mark Leach, and he works with the Australians United Against Anti-Semitism, known as Never Again Is Now. And it's our great pleasure to welcome Mark to the program today. Mark, welcome. Thank you, Andrew. It's a great pleasure to be here. Uh, I wish we were meeting under different circumstances. I wish there was no need for the an organization such as Never Again Is Now. But notwithstanding all of that, it's a pleasure to be here and to talk with you. It's an honor for us to have you, Mark. And for our listeners, if you don't know who Mark is, just to remind you, he is the Anglican minister who stood on the streets of Sydney during an anti-Israel protest uh, with an Israeli flag in his hands and was literally threatened and chased down the street by violent thugs who didn't only disagree with him, but they wanted to hurt him because he stood with Israel. So, Mark, it is a great honor for us to speak with you because you took a very courageous stand that day. Well, maybe it was courageous. In my view, it was simply the right thing to do. I, uh, I, I'm, my background is Jewish. My mother is German Jew who fled the Holocaust in 1938. Uh, I'm also a Christian pastor and I'm an Anglican pastor. So I'm a Jew following another Jew. Christianity is, uh, in my view, an offshoot of Judaism. And uh, we, are, we are first cousins. We're, we're part of the same. We're, we're the you know, Gentile the followers of Jesus are grafted into the, the people of Israel. And uh, my brother converted to Islam, so I'm very familiar with Islam. I, I know the kind of anti-Semitism that is present in these rallies. And on October the 9th, I heard that there was going to be this rally in town hall. And, uh, you know, the blood hadn't even dried on this in, in uh, Sarot and uh, in the uh, kibbutzim around Gaza they were still chasing down uh, Hamas terrorists in the south of Israel. And there was a protest outside the Anglican Cathedral where a bunch of people were going to chant uh, anti-Semitic hate-filled slogans from the river to the sea, all of Palestine shall be free. Slogans that, such as gas the Jews, F the Jews, kill the Jews. I heard all of those things. And I went along and I thought, I, the police warned the Jewish community to stay out of Sydney. They warned me not to come, but I thought... I just need to do what any what any Australian would do, which is to stand up and be counted and say, no, not in my Australia, not in our Australia, will we allow such hatred of the Jewish people to go unchallenged. So I went and waved my Israeli flag and got chased around the streets of Sydney. And, 
And God has used that to open incredible doors of cooperation and love with the Jewish community and the Christian community. So was it courageous? Not really, but I think it's just the right thing to do. And I think Christians, you know, we just need to do the right thing. Yeah. And every hero throughout history, Mark, says that too, that it wasn't courageous. They just did the right thing. So I just want to thank you again for your stand. But I just want to also let our listeners know that you do pastor a church in Sydney. It's an Anglican church. And just it's very exciting, Mark. We now have a digital signal for vision going all across Sydney and Melbourne as of January 1st this year. So for our listeners, in case they want to connect to your church, where exactly is your church? Uh, the church I pastor is Darling Street Anglican Church in Roselle. So inner Sydney, um, beautiful Roselle. You can find us at darlingstreet.church. You can find us in person. Uh, yeah, it'd be lovely to it'd be lovely to meet people who have a heart for the Jewish folk and want to stand with us in this time and in this season. So drop us a line. Come on by. Yeah, and as I said, Mike, I'm an Australian. I don't have any Jewish connections in family, unlike yourself. But the thing that amazes me is that what people seem to forget is that people who are Jewish are born Jewish. They don't have a choice in it. And it's like, you know, everyone's appalled at the racism in history, especially in America's history, but also in Australia's history and different European countries. And they say, oh, how horrible that we treated people simply because they were black, because black people are born black. It's not their choice. And if someone adopts an ideology such as fascism or they want to be a Nazi, that is a conscious choice an adult makes. And that is so different, isn't it, to being simply born into a family who just happens to have a Jewish label on it. And as as you and I both know, some Jews don't even believe in God. They literally are just born into a family with a Jewish name, and that's their ancestry. And it staggers me that people can hate someone like that so much. Uh, yeah, anti-Semitism, Jew hatred is the most ancient of all hatreds, and uh, you're exactly right. It has, um, you know, it's not just religious Jews who are being persecuted. It's it's anyone who's Jewish. And uh, when I talk to my friends in the Jewish community here in Sydney, all everybody who's Jewish feels alone, feels threatened, feels unsafe for the first time in Australia. You see, we've been unbelievably blessed in Australia. We haven't experienced uh, much at all in the way of domestic terrorism. We've not experienced much at all in the way of anti-Semitism. Australia has always been a safe, inclusive, wonderful place uh, for Jewish people. And now for the first time, that is not the case. And it's it's a terrible thing. I mean, I feel it. There have been people in our church who understandably, after the stand I took, were too scared to come to church because of fears of reprisals against me as a Jewish pastor because of the stand I took. And that's that story has multiplied 40,000 times in Sydney, which is the number of Jewish folk here, and, uh, and 100,000 times across the country, which is the total Jewish population. Yeah, it's, it's tragic. But thankfully, Mark, the love of God is pushing back through people like yourself, Christian people especially, who are saying, hey, we've got to do something about this. And so you are part of Never Again Is Now. Tell us about this organization. Well, there were four of us who, uh, three, uh, two Gentiles, one Hebrew Jewish pastor and the president of the Great Synagogue in Sydney, who met before Christmas, early December. We'd seen a rally in London. The president of the synagogue, a wonderful man, David Lewis, had been at this large rally outside 10 Downing Street organized by a group called Christians Against Anti-Semitism. 
And they came back and we all connected and David said, we need this in Sydney. We need this in Australia. The Christians need to stand up and stand with the Jewish folk. <clears throat> and I thought this was exactly right. So we have been working again since then to uh, form a little organization, Never Again Is Now, to uh, organize, to mobilize Christian people as an act of love for our Jewish friends to stand up and say, you're not alone and we're with you and we won't allow anti-Semitism here. Now, it's important, Andrew, people say to me, oh, but what about the Palestinians? What about the Muslims? What about what's happening in Gaza? What about what the IDF is doing? You know, those are all really important questions. And my answer is, we cannot solve the problems of the Middle East. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I don't have a clue. The arrogance to think that I, if I were in Benjamin Netanyahu's seat, I'd do a better job than him, wouldn't have a clue. But while we can't solve the problems of the Middle East, we can make sure that Australia remains a place that is free of anti-Semitism. So I think uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to focus on building a, an Australia that continues to be a place of justice, of freedom, of security and of love for all people, irrespective of ethnicity and culture and uh, religion and sexuality, we're a tolerant, inclusive society. So um, that's what Never Again is all about. And we're, we're kicking this off with an event here in Sydney. We're hoping to get somewhere between 10 and 20,000 people out on Sunday afternoon, the 18th of February. Uh, we've got a great lineup of speakers. I can confirm in public today for your listeners. For the first time, we're going public. John Anderson, our previous Deputy Prime Minister and a wonderful Christian statesman, will be speaking along with a, a number of other leading Christian speakers. And uh, I just want to invite everyone who cares about the kind of country we live in to come out and join us, to stand with our Jewish uh, friends and to stand for the Australia that we all love and we want to see flourish. Yeah, absolutely. Just repeat those dates again for us, Mark. When is that being held? Sunday, the 18th of February at 3 p.m. Now, we can't tell you the location because we'll release that the day before, uh, but you can go to our website, neveragainisnow.com.au, and uh, all the information you need is there, plus a link to register to let us know you're coming and, uh, and if you can't come in person, but you maybe, you know, unfortunately, perhaps you live in Melbourne, uh, you know, or, or fortunately you live in Noosa, uh, but you've got <laughs> friends and family in Sydney, uh, encourage them to come along. That'd be the first thing. And the second thing, could, could I just ask your listeners to pray, to pray for this movement, to pray for our country, to pray for our Jewish people? Uh, that's the second thing. And the third thing is, if you know any Jewish people, just say to them, hey, we're with you. You're not alone. It doesn't have to be a big deal. I've, there's a guy in our church who drives Ubers, and every time he picks up a Jewish customer, he just says to them before they leave, hey, I'm a Christian. I just want you to know that you're not alone. We're with you in this. Makes a huge difference. Wonderful. Wonderful. So that's Sunday, the 18th of February, 3 p.m., and the yep. location will be revealed. Just on the uh, point of Australia being so inclusive and, and tolerant, we do have anti-vilification laws in Australia. Uh, and I'm sure your organisation has been in discussions with government. Is there any evidence that you're seeing of the, either New South Wales or the federal government trying to prosecute the people saying gas the Jews and kill the Jews based on those anti-vilification laws? Is there any movement in that direction? 
That's a good question. Now, I am a massive fan of free speech. So I think we've got to be very careful before we shut people down. I, I think people are entitled to criticize Israel and the IDF and criticize the church. And um, But there is, uh, I know uh, Premier Minns here in New South Wales has uh, is calling for a review of those laws and the extent to which they cover a range of phrases that are now being seen to be anti-Semitic. And, and hateful. Of course, what's interesting in Australia, we all say we're, you know, the only people who are racist are the old white males and you Christians, you're all racist. Uh, every, no one else has a problem with racism. Um, what we've seen since October 7 is there is a terrible underbelly of Jew hatred of, of this most ancient racism. It's just there in, under the surface. It doesn't take much to be mobilized in, in this instance, by by the uh, radical Islam and by the hard left. But, you know, we should never underestimate the, the depth of evil that lurks in the human heart uh, and how that can be mobilized against others, as we're seeing. So um, my, my view on the, on the vilification legislation is that's not the way forward. Uh, my, the real, as I, as we talk to legal experts, the way forward Maybe looking rather at anti-sedition law, to, because in his in the in the mosques in Sydney over the last few months, there have been calls for the overthrow of the Australian government and the implementation of Sharia through a process of jihad. And that's anyone you can find that on YouTube. There's no, no, they're not hiding that at all now. In in the view of at least one lawyer I've spoken to, the strategy is is go after go after people who are calling for the violent overthrow of the government. So um, that was a long answer to a, a, a loaded question. But it was a good, good answer to a, a genuine question because, um, you know, like you said, it's one thing to hate, but to actually call for someone's death, I think, steps beyond hatred into, um, you know, an intent to, to harm or to murder. And, um, you know, Mark, I just want to thank you again for the stand that you're taking and, um, and just thank you. And, and I guess one more thing I'd like to say is, do you see parallels between the modern world, and I won't just pick on Australia, but the modern Western world, where there seems to be an acceptance of this anti-Semitism? I look back to Germany in the 1930s, where lots of good people just stood by and watched the Jews getting attacked and you know persecuted by their own government, and probably the average good German thought, "Oh, I don't want to get involved. You know, I might get hurt, or my family might get hurt, and and maybe they've done something wrong." And obviously, the consequence of that for the German people was that 10 million of the German civilians were killed in World War II because the madness of Hitler extended beyond the Jewish race to other races, and he started a war with the whole world. Do you see any parallels between Germany in the 30s and the modern Western world? I I do. And the parallels are quite concerning. Uh, in the 1930s, for example, in Australia, Australia was spectacularly ill-prepared for the advent of war in 1939. Along with, along with the uh, United Kingdom, there was a sense that we're all going to be okay. We, we don't need to arm ourselves. The Great War was fought once. We'll never go to war again. And so... We were underprepared, underarmed. Uh, there was a strong pacifist movement, say, in England in 1933, the Oxford Declaration, where uh, the Oxford Union passed a motion that they would not, uh, it was not appropriate to die for king and country. Um, and as you say, in Germany, there was a great deal of uh, passive 
tolerance of evil that then led to to manifest evil. And I think I think Australia we're in that similar situation. We've we're a generation who's not known war on our shores, who's not experienced terrorism, and I think there's a complacency and a sense that if we just treat everyone nicely, it'll all be fine. And that's that's a that's a wonderful, deeply Christian orientation. But that's that's called heaven, where it all works out and we live at peace with everyone all the time. But I think Australia is heading for difficult times, and the time to you know, the time to figure out where the brake is in your car is before you're going downhill at 150 kilometers an hour towards a tree. So the time to prepare for difficult times, to build the social cohesion we need to endure difficult times, to build a, a rigorous culture uh, based on truth and justice so we have something to fight for and to protect and defend, and the time to gird up the church, to provide the spiritual resilience and strength that we will need in these difficult times. The time for that is now. Now is the time for cultural uh, and social renewal. Um, and that that's important for the Jewish people, and, and October 7th has highlighted that, but actually it's important for all of us and for our kids and our grandkids. Very well said, Mark. Very well said. Well, I want to remind our listeners now that your website is neveragainisnow.com.au. That's neveragainisnow.com.au isnow.com.au. You can go to that website to find out lots more information about this organization and also the venue for the February 18th, 3 p.m. event in Sydney. And I hope and pray many of our Sydney listeners get along to that. But Mark, I want to thank you for the stand you're taking, which is morally right, and it's also biblical. And I also want to thank you for your time joining us on 2020 today. It's a pleasure. And I just pray God's blessing on you and on all your listeners that... uh Yeah, that you'll know his grace and favor in every part of your life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.